That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Welcome to Bat Force Radio, Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Tonight we're bringing you a couple of st- uh, the stack comic book review episode for the release date of May 2nd, uh, 2018. And if you check out Robin Crust up in Canada. Oh. Oh, shit. And uh, yeah, let's just crack it open. <laughs> Batman number 46, man. <laughs> Yo, what the fuck happened? <laughs> this, this issue was... Like the forty-five was was crazy. With you know, we had the introduction to to Booster being in this this different timeline and everything being messed up. But then this one, it starts out at that level of crazy, but by the end, it's just gone up like five levels. Crazy. Is, this is crazy, man. So uh, you know, if, uh, going back to the other issue, so what happened was Booster Gold went, he went back in time and he made it so Bruce Wayne's parents didn't die. As a gift to Bruce Wayne, showing him that life wouldn't have been so great if they would have survived. So don't feel bad that they died. But instead, Bruce keeps him from going back and changing it to the way things were. So we're now in a world where Bruce Wayne's parents survived, and everything is just asshat upside down. So uh, yeah. So now, so now a year has passed. We're now at a year that Booster has been stuck in this horribly wrong timeline. Yeah. It's crazy. Shout out to Tony Daniel, Mr. Ab, Mr. 50 Ab muscles in one stomach. Because uh, he delivered on this issue. This is a beautiful looking issue. Wow. I love that. I love the way he drew Selena's face. I love the backgrounds for Gotham. Yeah, he, he, he put in a lot of work in this issue. So Batman number 46, we open up with Arkham Asylum when an explosion goes off. So Booster Gold is freeing selena kyle from arkham asylum in this reality she's supposed to be like a serial killer or something like that yeah it's sort of it's sort of going back to how we were introduced to her in the beginning of the batman rebirth and the real timeline right where she was thought to be you know thought to have killed all these people but in this one she's actually in arkham and she's uh she's in a straitjacket and yes she's she's not herself in this she doesn't even speak a word throughout the issue she just says meow yeah so he's breaking her out and then you have uh, looks like bruce wayne and thomas wayne looking out to gotham city and you know there's helicopters in the sky everywhere and it just seems like the city's kind of in chaos right now yeah it's buildings on fire and yeah. and yeah thomas is uh telling bruce you know he's reflecting on everything he's done all the money he's spent and everything he's done to improve the city but he's failed and you know the the place is a war zone and it's falling apart i wonder how his casino's doing (laughs) after thomas is explaining how he's failed and the city's dying uh thomas has a heart attack and collapses on the floor oh yeah that's right he looks like a evil thomas (laughs) he looks like like, what's his name from spider-man 
Yeah. Uh, J. Jonah Jameson. Or Commissioner Gordon, however you want. J.K. Rowling. <laughs> A.K.A. J.K. Simmons. <laughs> JK. <laughs> we know it's not J.K. Rowling. It's just a running joke. Yeah. It's kind of cool that we had a Booster Gold Batman comic. Uh, Tony Daniel drew Booster Gold. I really like the with the beard and everything, the mustache. It was kind of cool. Man, Selena Kyle looks sexy as hell. Looks like they're in her apartment. Uh, and he's talking, you know, he's taking it through everything about Batman. You know, always having a plan for everything and how Ivy took over the world at one point and then found Harley and then love saved the day. You know, that Batman loves her that much and he did all this for her and he's going to marry her. I, li- I like how he explains that um, this version of the world, because of the change that he made, uh, all of this, all of the superheroes are dead because they were on a mission and without having Batman there to to do the strategy and everything, yeah. they lost and everybody died. Yeah. Big enough Batman once again. So they have a plan. What was the plan? Uh, basically, he wants to he wants to arrange a meet cute <laughs> between uh, between Bruce and Selina and see if he can you know, create that spark and make uh, Bruce want to go back like to. To how things are supposed to be. I like how she just keeps meowing. And then he says, yeah. uh, at least not without a whole bunch of leather. So he knows he has to get a costume on her or a cat costume. We cut over Bruce's in church, worried about his father. And then we cut over to Booster Gold on top of a building and talking about how he tried to sew a costume for her. And the, and then we get it. That great splash page of uh, Booster's handiwork. Yeah, you cut over and the next page. She's, it's, uh... she's looking a lot like that Pfeiffer Catwoman. Yeah, that's it's like the Batman Returns Catwoman. If you look closely, you can see the stitching is the same way they did it. The way the eyes are cut, it's yeah. definitely uh, Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. Tom King figured out a way to get to do it. You know, <laughs> uh, and just, just to, you know, attention to detail, that background on that splash page as well is just so you know, man, it's gorgeous the way he drew everything and the colors. And I don't know and why she, she's got a she's got a mouse in her hand. Yeah, with bats in the background. I don't know why I felt like backgrounds were lacking in in a good chunk of Tom King's Batman run for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe it was like the the artists were doing a, a two two a month put out, so it's like and you know, they got to get make sure the main figures are in. And maybe the backgrounds were a little more simple. I don't I don't know if it's just me, but. When I, when I read this issue, I'm like, wow, now I feel like I'm implanted in Gotham City. But Tony Daniel's like, man, I'm not trying to do any more fucking side books anymore. <laughs> put, it in, put it in that work, man. You know? This is uh, this is like Tony Daniel in his heyday right now. You know, like this this is, this his, is his finest work. This that is Tony Daniel. I don't want to draw damage anymore, Tony Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't damage his book, though? I don't know. I think that's uh, I think that's his thing. Like a creator-owned thing or character, like the whole re- superheroes reborn. Yeah. Initiative yeah. Or something. Isn't he? Uh, wasn't he writing and drawing that or something? Uh, I'm not sure. I haven't been following it too. I like it though. I got the first issue, but I haven't been like following it. I know Ivy was in the r- most recent issue with the green skin, talking about how the yeah, floral's taking over man. Cup. Yeah, man. Shouts Poison Ivy. Also, Saito Collectibles just released a new uh, image of an upcoming Poison Ivy statue they have, labeling her as one of the most interesting Gotham City villains. Oh. Period. <laughs> so I just want, you know, shout out. My favorite villain. Uh, we cut over the Jason Todd was just released on bail today. <laughs> uh, CEO of Todd Tire Taze, which is um, a device that shocks jokers who attempt to steal their tires. <laughs> Yo, Tom King. Yeah, we, we, were, we were introduced to that in the uh, in the first part of the story. We, we saw his commercial. <laughs> 
Yo, Tom King is just having fun with everyone right now with it. It's hysterical. But it's 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 cool. All of the things though that that tie to things. Yeah. Uh, even Jason Todd's thing here, you know, he's he's got this lethal uh, security system for for people jacking tires, and the way he was introduced the first time he met Batman was he was stealing the tires off the Batmobile. That's hilarious. Yeah, and then talking about he was just released and that. Uh, the, uh, the tires have resulted. It resulted in the unintended death of 16 children over the last year. So Harvey Dent's representing Jason Todd, and they call it an unfor- unfortunate byproduct of trying to improve this tough city. Um, so that's kind of oh, so basically that's a commercial going on while Martha Wayne, Martha, and uh, Bruce are waiting to see what the results are for the father. There's a really cool line in here where um, the doctor says, "Mrs. Wayne, you'll have to come with me." Yeah. And she's like, we are the Waynes of Gotham. We do not follow. You will tell us now. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's and, and then he does. He's like, okay. Like, <laughs> I'll, I'll do what you say. She's like, okay, everyone's fine. Uh, we cut back over to Selena. Right outside her, I guess, her apartment window. I always love that. Even in, like, the Arkham games, how you can go back to Selena's apartment and yeah. just, like, cat scratches on the side of, like, the window or something. And uh, yeah. that was always a nice touch. So it's kind of cool to see her out there during the day. She's actually she's smoking a cigarette. Then all, She all, was about to anyway. Yeah, she's about to light up, and all you hear was die. And then it's like rounds just start coming in. So she jumps through the window, meowing. And uh, then Booster Gold's trying to set up a force field to block it. And then you just see like Batman's boots jump on the railing. And he keeps saying, he's like Booster Gold, die. He's like on this Judge Dredd shit, you know, or some Robocop yeah. shit. And uh, yeah, Batman, in, in this altered history, Batman's using guns. So. And this is and this is the the Dick Grayson Batman who uh, was not raised, you know, was not trained by Bruce. You know, he's just his own Batman. Right. It's kind of a cool shot of Booster Gold flying and carrying Selina, and you can see like the latex like shining, like just reflecting. It's definitely Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. They're back in Wayne Manor where Bruce is talking to Thomas again, and then um, this is kind of strange actually. Alfred's there. Booster Gold's a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, that's that's sort of uh, always uh, a part of his character. He he's always at least a little bit of a moron, you know. Yeah, because he he knocks on the Wayne's door and then opens it. Then Catwoman comes in and he's like, "Meet cute," and she's like, "Meow." And then Alfred mm-hmm. says, "Secure." I guess it's triggering some alarm system where yeah. Selena just yeah, swipes you, well, I, at him. I think he was. I think he was about to call security. Yeah, he just she just swipes Alfred's neck. And it looks like, yeah, like right by the jugular, right? She's like licking the blood off her claws. And then she goes after Thomas and starts scratching him up on the ground. And then yeah, and she... this is where uh, Thomas reveals some of uh, the different history in this timeline. Thomas is trying to protect Bruce from this attacker and says, Selena, I closed the orphanage. I did it. Right. I did uh, I did the work that put you away. I paid for your cell. And then she gets shot. Kind of reminds me of a Max Shrek in Batman Returns. Right to the stomach. Then you see uh, that's a wicked shot of bats with the gun. Then he throws a smoke grenade at uh, Booster Gold. No, it's not even a smoke grenade. It's just a grenade. Or was it a grenade? Like, Cause, yeah, because uh, the panel after he uh, throws it, it's yeah, that blows him across the, across the house. Ouch. Then I, I just noticed this part now when I guess he has the gun pointing down at Selene and then she swipes and slices his fingertips off yeah that's nasty selena tears the shit out of out of thomas and then batman shows up puts a bullet through her 
then blows up Booster, and you know, everyone kind of gets uh, put down from the explosion. Yeah. And then Selina cuts off Batman's fingers with her claws and starts attacking him. And then Bruce picks up the gun, and uh, then Batman shoots, ends up shooting Martha, and then Bruce shoots Batman right in the fucking head. It's the Dick Grayson uh, Batman uh, that we were introduced to in uh, in the first part of this. And then everyone's laying on the ground, and Bruce is just looking up like, no, what the fuck? Like, that's crazy, man. So, yeah, Barry's going to have to intervene and fix this shit. <laughs> and I, lo- I love the end. Uh, boosters like all exploded and uh, just starting to regain consciousness. Did I do it? I bet I did it. I'm a hero. I always do it. I have to do it. I saved the world. Wow. Like maybe this is enough to convince Bruce. Hey, help me uh, fix Skeets so I can go back in time and fix everything I fucked yeah. up. Now I know why some people love Bruce to Gold so much because he's probably the biggest idiot in the DC universe, but he's kind of funny too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's fine. Yeah, that's Batman 46, crazy-ass issue, man. That is a crazy issue. Tom King, he's just having fun, man. It's crazy. Great artwork. Oh, man, excellent artwork. I want to see more of that. Oh, it's fantastic. I want to see more of that. Yeah, this this is the the best Tony Daniel work that I've seen maybe ever. Yeah, well, his his work on Deathstroke was amazing, too, but uh, this is, like, yeah, Yeah. on that level, just really good, so... Yeah, he uh he wants he wants to stay on Batman, so you know. Uh, uh Batman the that the main Batman title is the place to be right now. You've got a book coming out twice a month. Mm-hmm. So you know, you, to be the head artist on a a book that has two issues a month in the top ten. Yeah. It's a good place to be. D C Nation number zero. So what is D C Nation number what is this? Is so like, like an intro a issue? D C Nation yeah, basically it's a 25 cent issue that's yeah D- DC Nation is coming out on uh, this Wednesday on the second. So it's a 25 cent issue that previews uh, what's coming up in Batman, Justice League, and Superman. Right. So we have uh, the Tom King and Clayman story uh, that you know, is a lead up to the the wedding stuff that's that's going to be going down. Mm. We have. A, uh, a uh, Brian Bendis and Jose Luis Garcia Lopez Superman story that's leading into to Bendis taking over Superman, mm. and then we have first look at No Justice. Your Big Day is the short um, Tom King and Clay Man. It's pretty yeah. much just Joker waiting inside some this man's house by the mailbox. Yeah, it's a classic, twisted Joker. Very classic. Yeah. Story, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's classic twisted Joker doing something co- completely nonsensical. You know, for some reason he's just picked this random guy to wait at his house, holding the guy hostage, waiting for mail to arrive because he thinks that he's going to receive a wedding invitation from Batman, yeah. and for some reason that it's going to arrive at this random house. I think Tom King is a. Uh being funny because in this in Batman 46 we had the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman suit and in this short the Joker is dressed up like he has the same kind of pants that Jack Nicholson's Joker had in the 89 movie the yeah he's, he's looking very Nicholson-esque and he, yeah and even some of the faces yeah he he looks you know, not on Jack Nicholson Joker 
<laughs> Poor guy, he's talking about he has a daughter, Mary, and Joker's like, oh, that's wonderful. And he just keeps telling him that he, you know, we're just going to wait for this invitation. Batman and Catwoman are getting married. And he said, you know, he's telling him, like, don't get, don't get him upset. He kills people when he gets upset. And they're just literally waiting right by the mailbox slot, the mail slot and the door on the, yeah. on the side. Inside for, the for hours. Yeah. So the guy's just anguish, you know, because he's, he's waiting hours sure he's going to die and probably just just wants whatever's going to happen to be over before his daughter shows up and he, the guy asks him why would is there a reason the batman would send something here today <laughs> like it just makes no sense at all yeah, Almost... and, but joker's reasoning is well he has to send it somewhere and sometime and this is somewhere this is sometime and the guy just says oh yeah and then uh the guy grabs joker's gun from him and points at him and shoots but out comes the bang scroll with some confetti and the guy goes i'm going to die <laughs> that was pretty... <laughs> he's like no 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 i like the joke the joker tells him he's hey did you hear the the one about the envelope without the stamp ah uh, you wouldn't get it anyway <laughs> i love when he does he did this in uh, War of Jokes and Riddles too. <laughs> Actually, just putting in jokes, you know, just just have Joker telling some jokes. Yeah, and it's weird because like throughout this short, you could actually feel the time pass by. It's just so disturbing and tense. Just sitting in front of this letter slot, you know, waiting for this mail that's not coming. And uh, then he mentions that, like, I never learned the whole alphabet. I don't know why. And then the guy just starts screaming. Yeah. He just starts losing yeah. it. Another uh, joke put in there. <laughs> I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I could see King's but face then, right now. <laughs> then but the, then the mail does finally show up. Yeah, one letter is, it almost looks like it has a wax seal on it, right? And then um, the Joker opens it and reads it, puts it towards his face, and then looks at the guy, uh, the guy and just blasts his head off with his gun. And then while he's leaving, you could see that it was just a note from school uh, talking about how the guy's daughter was like late recently to school and uh, he can't be late a certain amount of times or whatnot. So. I don't know if Joker decided to kill him because in his mind, he's still thinking that this letter he opened was his invitation because uh, he says, I don't know. And the guy says, what? What don't you know? Mm. And he says, I don't know what to get the happy couple now that I'm officially invited. And then he just decides, you know, well, why not? He's just going to blow the guy away. Yeah. But did, did he do it because he said, ah, hell with it, I'm just going to shoot him anyway. Yeah. Or is it because it's not actually an invitation mm. that he wants, that he decided he was going to shoot him? Yeah, the last text, the last thing he says in this piece was, uh, and when I'm happy, I kill people. I guess he would yeah. That's the Joker for you. Let's just skip right over to No Justice Prelude. Basically, this is the introduction to... The No Justice event that is being written by Scott Snyder, James Tynan, and Joshua Williamson. It's not yeah, that maybe way. in that, like, yeah, but maybe the, I'm thinking maybe they're all credited because this whole thing of all the different teams and everything is is all sort of right. their creative input altogether. Right. So basically, this is just uh, and a prelude that introduces us to the different Justice Leagues. You know, we, we've seen online who is going to be in each one, but this one shows it to us and sets up what the story is. You know, it explains again what happened at the end of Metal, yeah. that uh, you know, they opened up our universe, their universe got opened up to the rest of the universe. So now they have to deal with everything else that's coming. Yeah. So uh, they formed these, you know, 
little these new branches of the Justice League to deal with this new threat. So basically, uh, so basically, Brainiac had come to Earth terrified of a threat that has shown up, and basically, what these new versions of the Justice League have to come together to fight are the Omega Titans, uh, these four giant beings who absorb galaxies for energy. And they're large enough to crush Earth in a fist. For some reason, though, Batman is in the, the home world of Brainiac, where they're pretty much sentencing Batman and all the members to death by the high court for crimes against multiversal law. So, and they ask, he's asking, they're asking him where the re, where where the Justice League is, and he asks back which one. And that's when you kind of introduce all the teams. I don't know. We we actually didn't cover this shit on the show, so maybe we should just go over the teams real quick. So there's four teams, four Justice League teams. Uh, yeah, and they're sort of uh, assembled specifically for the the jobs, the missions that they're going to do. So the first team they introduce in this prelude is uh, Justice League Team Entropy. So you have Lobo, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, Beast Boy, and I'm I'm like that's four. I'm I don't know if Batman's in it or not. They show him on this page, but yeah, his it, name's not highlighted. So I'm. Uh, I think that's just because he was already introduced, like on the yes, on, the, on previous the previous page. page. Okay. Oh, yeah. so um, yeah, Lobo, Deathstroke, Lex Luthor, Beast Boy, and Batman. So that's pretty cool because you have pretty much some of the deadliest motherfuckers in the DC universe, and then a young kid that can change into animals. <laughs> you know, so yeah. that was a nice touch. That's gonna be a lot of. Fun. I mean, Batman and Deathstroke on the same team. It's things about to pop off. So that was really cool. But they 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 are all going to be a horrible influence on Gar, though. Yeah, he's. <laughs> he's he's gonna be a mess after this yeah then we uh move over to uh justice league team mystery so you have this is a powerful team okay you have starfire superman martian manhunter starro and sinestro so that's a lot of power in this team that's a lot of cosmic power next team up which might be damn might be my favorite i don't know man this is fun <laughs> justice league team wonder you have raven entrican zatanna dr fate and wonder woman I mean, damn. Crazy again. It's <laughs> a, a lot of magic, man. There's a lot of fucking magic. Um, and that's not even the last one. There's still another team. And then <laughs> you have Justice League Team Wisdom. Just Cyborg, Adam, The Flash, and to be ironic, Harley Quinn. Along with, and along and with Damien. Ra- and Damien, yeah. <sighs> See, this is bullshit because Ivy should be on one of these teams if that's the case. But they got, you know, they got to throw Harley in it, right? But people should keep... Well, Harley is, from my knowledge, still a metahuman, right? Did they change that or... Yeah, uh, I, I don't even know if it's been addressed since Rebirth. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of things. It's a thing that a lot of people overlook. I think most people overlook is the fact that, uh, like, this is back pre-52, that uh, Harley had been enhanced by Ivy. They're changing her so much because now they have the whole thing with the fourth world coming up. And this, she has this suit on where she looks like this galactic superhero. And it's a long stretch from her, you know, deep, interesting psychological persona in Gritty Gotham City. It's a whole new character. But, you know, there's reasoning behind it. And, well, that means uh, Snyder, Tynan, and uh, John Williamson are going to be handling her to some extent. So that's it. That's a first, right? First time all three of them have handled that Harley, as far as I can remember. But then again, there's a shitload of characters in this run coming up. So uh, really cool image of the Atom riding Damien's Batarang as he throws it. Yeah. That's really cool. That's But that's also kind of a nod to um, 
I think it was uh, Ant Man on Hawkeye's arrow. Yeah. Yep, definitely. Yeah. Which what what is your favorite team? It's like the NBA playoffs. Right? I don't know. I, <laughs> I I sort of like them. They're all cool in different ways. Yeah, definitely. But it's it's tough to pick a favorite of them. They have well, obviously they know what they're doing. They chose they they made sure the most some of the more popular characters that aren't the legacy characters in like um, Beast Boy and Harley Quinn are obviously you know some fan favorites that are not foundational characters. So it's smart the gathering of all of these as well. I really dig that purple outline glowing bat symbol on batman's chest that was really cool this art's amazing is he doing the art for this he's doing the art for uh, uh he's he's one of the artists that's doing it because right. uh it's gonna run through uh through different titles so we'll have different authors and different artists because yeah, this art's amazing man so, so basically uh we we had talked about why these teams were formed so uh essentially these four uh omega titans they were first targeting it, it's believed that they're targeting first uh brainiac's planet uh kolu uh you know they're billions uh, of lives on that planet and that's where they believe they were uh, going to be going first so that's where they're trying to defend they feel okay well, let's put together these teams we'll go out there and stop them before that happens so we can protect earth you know if we stop them before they get that planet then we stop them from getting earth but uh then we see something different by the end of this uh this prelude yeah because we hop over to earth where uh then you have a shot of Green Arrow saying you need to come back down to Earth now. And uh, what Supergirl's like, they're going to win Green Arrow. They'll save Kalu. And when they do, uh, there are things they need to know up there. So Kara pretty much flies out of the atmosphere into space saying Earth is safe. When all of a sudden, um, she notices something that startles her. And it's the... Uh, the Omega Titans. The Omega Titans. All right. Which, all four of them. Which, looking badass. <laughs> Which to me look like a cross between the modern age Transformers, Voltron, and some kind of other crazy. Sh- I don't know. Like they look, they look pretty badass. And they they look like they should, you know. Yeah, they. Uh, well, it's, it's interesting because they each have like a different color scheme, like this green, blue, red, and like a a green, brown, red mixture. So it's kind of reminds me of the emotional spectrum with the lanterns as well because it's cosmic. I don't know if the one in the front, if we're seeing through him, seeing the stars behind him, or if there are stars in him. Right. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a cool effect that they did. The colorist, man. Who's the freaking colorist? Alejandro Sanchez. Man. Uh, Not familiar with him, but yeah, this issue looks insane. Excellent work. And uh, man, you know what? Lanterns aren't in this. I just just thought about that. I hope they bring in some lantern core in this as well if it's going to be so cosmic, man. Yeah, I would would think they have to come into play. Yeah, so that'd be cool. Well, like, you know, yeah, because all all we have is uh, Sinestro on a team, so... I'm sure uh, more of them have to come into play later. It'd be cool to see Supergirl. I like Supergirl. Um, I'm surprised she's not on the team, but man, that Team Wonder looks good, man. I, you could tell that Team Wisdom is going to be the most fun, though. Damien, Harley, Flash, and Adam on the team. <laughs> That's going to be funny as hell. They're going to have a lot of fun with that one. This prelude got me really excited about what's to come. And, uh, you know, we're yeah, just coming that's, off that's, battle. Uh, that's what this is meant to do. Uh, you know, it's a 25-cent issue to to give people a taste yeah. and get them excited for things that are coming. And uh, the first issue of No Justice comes out the, the week after this. So this this is going to uh, same day that the finale of Batman White Knight hits. 
Yeah, and to wrap it up, we got Deathstroke number 31 or Deathstroke vs. Batman uh, part 2. From what I could tell, somebody shoots down Slade's ex-Fed plane, not to be confused yeah. with FedEx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think, was that Wintergreen on the plane with him when they were going down? Indeed it was. Yeah, so they, so got... yeah, they, they get shot down out of the sky by, uh, you, you can see the, the people on the ground and there's a woman with her, her, her head and the face are all wrapped up, but. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that right when he falls down, you see Batman standing over him, or somebody in a bat suit, I should say. But then it cuts over to this. Uh, it looks like old footage of uh, a Robin talking about Batman, saying Batman's not a hugger, not really the nurturing type. I mean, this is a man who shouldn't own a goldfish, let alone raise a kid. And uh, so with him, it's like almost like an interrogation. Someone's interrogating Robin about Batman or asking him questions. You're saying things like, so with him, yeah. there's always a certain amount of pretext going on. You assume he loves you. You spackle over the emotional holes. Maybe if you punch out enough villains, solve enough crimes, you'll earn the right to be his son. Only you're not his son. You're you're mostly a weapon in his war. That's pretty heavy words coming from a yeah. Robin. You know, Batman's son, and we were also getting Deathstroke's son, and they were both, you know, saying, giving these uh, candid thoughts of... Uh... The personalities of their fathers right and then you look you have a look back at like uh slade's kids and then you know the waynes with bruce wayne and then flashbacks to when bruce wayne's parents were killed background of each i think priest is playing with the idea of how similar batman and deathstroke are in certain ways and uh this whole thing had to do with like you know well the first issue started out with some kind of dna test saying that slade might actually be the biological father of damien playing with yeah, that idea but, uh, but then slade immediately denied it yeah gordon comes to bruce wayne not to batman uh to to tell him about something that had been stolen and it was uh this you know advanced new uh phone that wayne enterprises had uh had developed with this new super advanced chip in it yeah. and uh apparently it was so powerful that uh, the government uh, required him to, to make changes to it. Damn. So they made changes to make it less dangerous, but the prototype still had the original version in it, okay. and that was stolen. Hmm. And you cut back over to the desert where Deathstroke and Batman are going at it when all of a sudden Deathstroke pins him to the ground and, re and was able to take off the cow to reveal that it's not Batman, but it uh, looks like some mercenary. And then that panel's funny when all of a sudden Slade pretty much just strips him butt-ass naked. <laughs> Of the uh, yeah, of the costume and he has to walk through the desert naked. Because the the only the first word that we got from this guy. Can, back to, can I keep the suit? <laughs> before that though, when uh, so after Destro crashes to the ground, yeah. uh, after the plane got shot down, Destro Q he's climbing up out of the crater that he made, <laughs> and he says, "Okay, figures." And then you, there's a a voice off uh, out of the shot saying i warned you deathstroke is closed so that's what batman told told slade in the first part that until you cooperate and help me figure out what's going on here you know, i'm gonna stop every mission you try to go on i'm gonna interrupt every piece of business you try to do yeah so he hired this dude to wear a bat suit and just be there to to represent him <laughs> pretty comical for batman yeah could, couldn't even be bothered to be there himself to, to fuck with slade just Hired somebody like like hiring somebody uh, to dress as Batman at a birthday party. Yeah, <laughs> like Ben Affleck did for his kid. <laughs> you know, Slade walking through the desert now, not happy. Uh, we cut back to um, this kid that was set up. This kid's like hiding out in some like rundown apartment. This is the guy who did the stealing of the phone. So like, someone, yeah. there was a guy who was in possession of this prototype of the phone. 
Right. And he was robbed. So Bruce tracks down, you know, who it was that stole the phone. And because Commissioner Gordon went to Bruce Wayne about this, this phone being stolen, he couldn't go after the guy as Batman. Right. So he had to be like this sort of real hard ass version of Bruce Wayne who shows up, you know, he's in this guy's apartment waiting with him. And he's got two security guards with guns with him. He looks just like Ben Affleck, too, in some panels. Really, really does. Then we cut back over to the desert when all of a sudden Slade is surrounded by, uh, it looks like, you know, Middle Eastern mercenaries or whatever you want to call them, desert mercenaries. He's confronted by uh, Talia. She was in, you know, she had her face covered in. We cut, uh, but yeah, first we're introduced to Adeline Kane. Right. It's Deathstroke's... uh, ex-wife and uh also the one who trained him yeah and i'm wondering like if it's in the same continuity where she was the one who took out his eye that's cool that he incorporated her and has the same name same surname as uh bob kane just like cassandra kane and kate kane and candy kane and uh, a lot of canes and batman (laughs) Uh, what do they talk about batman basically they have the same they have the same thing in mind uh batman needs to track down the this phone that was stolen and she's after the same thing wouldn't that be some shit if he slept with her man oh man what a kick in the nuts to slade man (laughs) Uh, well, then Slade will be like, well, Damien is my son. Natalia. <laughs> oh, that's an interesting and the, thing. And then they got to go on Maury. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting because they're going at it and then he confronts Talia in the desert and it's like, they kiss. So if Slade's kissing Batman's baby's mama, then <laughs> who knows what's going to happen with Adeline and and Bruce or Batman get really interesting. Is this the first? Wow, is this the first time Slade had something with Talia, or did they have something in the past? Uh, I don't remember seeing anything about it, but you know, it's it's possible that it was uh, something that happened. Her, uh, he kills her in Son of Batman. <laughs> that movie's not bull- that movie's bullshit anyway, because there's no way Damien was taken down Slade in Son of Batman. I think they got, especially if the Nightwing took him down. I don't know, man. That movie was a little. I still enjoyed it though. It's still a good movie, but it's a little. Yeah. A little out there. Um, but Batman, yeah, Batman vs. Deathstroke Part 2. This is fun. <laughs> this is really fun. Uh, an- another book with really great art, too. Yeah, you dig that art, huh? Pretty cool. It yeah. is good art. Yeah, I think the guy's... And, and the covers for it, too. There's a variant cover for this. It's, it's really super cool. And, uh, yeah, that was a good stack this week. Damn, that was that was a nice stack, man. That was a nice good stack of comics if you're a Batman fan. And there's other stuff, too. Yeah, uh, read uh, Nightwing as well. Uh, Nightwing is uh, first issue written by Benjamin Percy. Okay. So he's written previously Deathstroke and uh, Teen Titans. So now he's, uh, he's starting up an arc on Nightwing and also number one of Harley Loves Joker. So this is a, I believe it's a miniseries, and this is written by Paul. Yeah, you know it's Paul Dini writing you know, basically old school Harley. You know she, for the most part, looks like old school Harley. And obviously, Paul, uh, when Paul writes Harley, he writes his Harley. I will say we also get uh, a Joker mobile in this issue. It's been a huge trend. They're slowly and subtly like trying to get her back to like something that the fans actually want, as opposed to that crap they've been selling for so many years. Yeah, and uh, I, I keep checking back through the the main Harley title just to see what's going on, and it seems like they're sort of like with the new creative team on, they're sort of teasing having her walk away from this new life talking about wanting to go back home and stuff like that yeah man hey the hashtag is out in the universe hashtag bring harley back to gotham 
it'd be nice to see some good writing for her again, not this goofy stuff. I mean, it's just it's just a gimmick that would only last so long, you know. Let's hope for the best, but uh, let's hope for the best for all three sirens, cause uh, they're just some of the most awesome. DC, but in general, I think like DC is like the best female characters in the game, man. There's so many awesome DC female characters in the game. I I feel like eventually it's gotta stick when we see things like how great the response has been to what Sean Murphy's doing with Harley. Yeah, he's uh he's making history, man. He's he's he literally brought her back and gave us a new Harley. He's like he's like I, I think the only people that aren't happy with uh with the White Knight stuff are the ones that don't want to see Harley and Joker together in any capacity because they just go on about how it's, it's such an abusive, it's an abusive relationship. relationship and you know they they want Harley to instead be with, with Ivy and they completely ignore the fact that ivy has been really shitty to harley too and she's abused her emotionally and physically as well that's different though you know who's the only one that's been good to harley that i can think of batman batman's been good to harley yeah he's been he's given her second chances he's been trying to help her like you know when they need each other's help and stuff he's mm-hmm. the one that has always tried to give her a hand after she, like, you know, assisted him in, like, some kind of uh, something with the joke or whatever. But uh, we shall see. I mean, she's going to the fourth world, and she's going into outer space with the Justice League, so who the fuck knows? <laughs> yeah, she's getting around. They need to... Wow, Starfire's in. That's good. They need to get Ivy on one of these teams, man. Yeah. After what Tom King did with Ivy in that arc, showing how Ivy can control the whole world... You can't tell me she doesn't belong in one of these Justice League sub-teams, man. Maybe with uh, some of the people that we're going to have on the show in uh, over the next weeks and months, well, yeah. we can uh, address some of our concerns for uh, lack of Ivy and things. and Yeah, yeah things you want to see uh, in DC Comics. See who wants to use her, yeah. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta throw it out there, man, because uh, they listen, our friends in the industry listen. So yeah, man, so that's a good stack for... Um, this week, make sure to go pick up your DC Comics, DC Collection. And then get back out to your shop on uh, Saturday. On May 5th, May yeah, 5th. for a free comic book day. It's gonna, well, that's if you're not getting drunk for Seco de Mayo, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing that uh, Justin Timberlake song, like, it's gonna be May. And, <laughs> and uh, yeah, don't forget, everybody, all the listeners, because that's a huge event for so many people. May 5th, Saturday, May 5th is free comic book day so make sure you go to your local comic book store collectible store and get all your goodies because there's tons of goodies to get out they probably have events too and stuff like that but uh that's always a really fun day for everyone you know there's one thing i've learned in life man people love free shit man people like (laughs) i have i had a friend back in the day like this guy was the biggest fucking food critic in the world and so picky about food and love food and this and that and and there was this place on the corner that like this uh, i guess this chinese kind of place and like it it wasn't even that good he hated he's like i fucking that place sucks i would never either and one day i think i was like hey you want to go it's on me it's like okay okay so so it's like free is king man (laughs) you know you can't beat free but but for the record, yeah. free comic book day. Usually the free comics are pretty damn awesome. They're pretty good quality stuff. Like they, they don't give you like some shitty bullshit comics. They give you original comics, usually having to do with some new stuff that's coming out, but really cool stuff, man. So free comic book day is awesome. So make sure to go to your local shops. Tell them the Bat Force sent you. You got anything else, Robin, for the 
for the good people. Well, we, we can say it again this week. It, it has to be <laughs> you, asked. You, you've been waiting to say that, huh? <laughs> yeah, he's been around too much lately, so I couldn't say shit. But <laughs> this week I can say, where the fuck is the drunkler? <laughs> hey, Gotham dwellers. Make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.